Welcome to Data Beats. Today, David, uh, the co-founder of Avora, is here to answer some questions about building and using data infrastructure. So here we go. Hey, David, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Arthur. Of course. Um, so let's jump right in, David. Uh, please tell us what it means to build data infrastructure in the context of the modern data landscape. I think there's a, a typical kind of stack that's understood as infrastructure in terms of being able to ELT, a data warehouse, a BI tool on top, and then now increasingly there's additional uh, non-core pieces like reverse ETL, observability, um, CDPs, streaming tools as well that are being added to this infrastructure. Right, uh, cool. So, so what are the core components of a well-executed data infrastructure? So I think well ex the difference between well-executed, I think it, it's about uh, things that ensure quality, um, things that ensure uh, reliability. So especially around the development process, so being able to use version control, CICD in your development process, that's going to really enable what well-executed, you know, what I think most people consider well-executed looks like, and that's where frameworks like dbt come in which have been enabling development on top of data pipelines flying from the data where into the data warehouse and on the data warehouse that's enabled we're looking for like more uh, more tools like that to spread further out and dbt to take a bigger footprint as well to to push that quality outwards right um so, so if you talk about building a, a basic data infrastructure right like a, a minimum yeah. viable data stack if you may um, what would be the what would be the you know like two or three tools that that would comprise a minimum a minimum viable data stack sure so it depends on um, your your context so for some companies if you have to work with a lot of third party tools you definitely need like an elt tool you know, like Fivetran, Airbyte, Gravity Data, you need one of those kinds of tools to help you get data from those third-party systems into your data warehouse. Obviously, then you need a data warehouse. I, I personally think, like, for a minimal viable data stack, you want some a data warehouse that's quite easy to use and that's kind of scales without much, much needed uh, thought and planning. You don't want to be able to have... You don't want to need to have a DBA... So I think Snowflake and BigQuery are the two uh, easiest to use. BigQuery is possibly even easier for a smaller startup. It's, it's, it's basically use it and forget about it. Nothing nothing to do. Right. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so David, can you tell us why there's been an explosion um, in terms of data infrastructure tooling over the last couple of years? I think it's because... Um, what we it's, it's, it's a bit of a hangover from the big data era. So in the big data era, in order to do any amount of data engineering, you'd have to hire a huge amount of very expensive people. So I, I've been at a company where we were on SQL Server when I joined the company as our analytics uh, like stack. And they planned to do a big migration to Hadoop on Hortonworks, and it took years. And they hired a data engineering team of 50 people, paying them you know, a huge amount of money and it actually failed. They didn't even succeed in this data project. So what what we've what we've realized and venture capitalists have realized is that that data engineering space is ripe for automation and for SaaS tooling. And see so that's that's more or less achieved now. If you think of like 
Fivetran, especially from a batch point of view, you know, you've got big, big companies out there now, like Fivetran, Airbyte, who, who've kind of enabled most of the connectors you'd need in the space. Um, and, and you've got, uh, like some, some VCs who even identify as like Hadoop refugees, they, they know about the pain from that era and that's why they've invested in removing some of that pain. Right. Uh, thanks, David. That makes sense. So, um, okay. So building infrastructure is one thing and, and probably a fun thing for those building it, but how do organizations get various teams to actually use the infrastructure and, and benefit from it? So I think this is about, uh, communication and access. So I think that in the past you've seen, uh, because of, uh, inelasticity of, of how compute scaled on those systems, the access to those systems has been closely guarded. Purely data teams would have access to like data warehouses and BI tools and things like that. And with the proliferation of like the, of cloud and cloud data warehouses that then, um, got pushed outwards. And, you know, at, at the last company I worked at uh, list, everyone had access to look at and look was sitting on snowflake. It never had any like capacity issues. So that's, that's kind of like how this data infra becomes accessible to, to everyone, not just those building it, but the whole organization. So I think that, you know, that separation of, of compute from storage is like a really key, uh, piece of how that became possible. Right. Uh, and do you have any, any specific, uh, thoughts on how pro data adjacent teams like product teams and growth teams can actually derive value from, you know, a good data infrastructure. Yeah. And I think this is really interesting because actually those teams are often what I call like data domain owners. So if you've got, um, a product team that's building a feature, you know, let's say it's some kind of, um, like uh, feed of products on an e-commerce site, for example, you know, they're generating potentially, you know, many, many data points from their product feature. And then every time they iterate on it, it generates more of a different kind. So actually planning how that tracking is done and planning to, to make it done well to avoid future analytics engineering work or the work that's not even possible that I think it's almost like they are self-enabled if they make good decisions when they're planning their engineering work, testing it well, making sure the tracking is good, that enables them to actually get value from the data. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and how do you suggest data teams find a balance between building infrastructure and supporting the day-to-day -day needs of uh, the organization? So, yeah, this is a, this is something I've had to manage where, and so, sometimes you can do it structurally. So I ran a hub and spoke model. So I had a central team of analytics engineers and a handful of analysts, and then we had distributed analysts and analytics engineers as well. And the central team would often do that building infrastructure, building, you know, new ways of doing things or core pieces of the stack that other teams could then build on top of. Um, and then the day-to-day -day needs were often met by this, the, the team members on the spokes who sat with those, uh, commercial parts of the organization that needed support. Now that's, 
that that helps but i think you also apart from structurally you also need to think about how do we do this from um like a philosophy like a work philosophy way like you know we believe in dealing with tech debt we believe in spending time on infrastructure to make it good and to be a force multiplier for future execution right that that has got to be in there as well yeah uh, cool yeah thanks david that makes sense um so there are there are folks who believe that the modern data stack is a fad and that organizations should um refrain from stitching together half a dozen tools so what are your thoughts here <laughs> the thing is I, i i come from a background of having done that stitching and got value from it and i've managed to deliver with a handful of people and that stitched together stack more than i've seen that big data era or previous era teams able to achieve and so the modern data stack is not a fad could it be better interoperable yes absolutely uh could there be some bundling like uh, you, sure half a dozen tools sounds like a lot isn't i don't think it's that much but you're seeing now fragmentation of up to like a dozen tools and i think yes you're getting to a point where who wants to manage that many vendors and i've seen new startups actually whose pure whose pure focus is stitching the tools together so that any customer has like one octa like entry point and has access and choice to you know many of these tools that get automatically stitched together so you know you can see that there is need but i i do i do believe that the modern data stack is valuable right uh, cool me too so uh, what are what are the biggest pros of infrastructure comprising uh, best of breed purpose built tools over uh, an all in one does it all solution yeah so i think like if you think about the the most typical like all in one solution you'd probably think of like uh, microsoft power bi uh, and like uh, synapse sql server type setup now they the interoperability on that system is is very good right that's that's one thing that users like about it the vendor management's very easy you get all of your tools bundled together at you know one price your all of all of your organization has access to it as part of their typical licensing right so in terms of cost and uh like managing the tools it's easier that that's the there's the pros of that like um all in one stack cons are you know fundamentally they're not focused on any specific area of that tooling right they've and you've seen this like how snowflake's beaten uh, redshift you know they've just invested the time and the thought to just focus on this one thing and do it extremely well and that's they they're reaping the rewards of that and you've seen you know fivetran do the same in elt like microsoft's elt is not as easy to use and not as comprehensive and so what you end up doing is when you have that all in one solution yes it's cheaper and it's it's stuck together nicely but no no single piece of it does anything to the very best of its to the very best of it in its class um whereas when you have the best in breed solutions you get things that are really good so how do you how do you kind of get the best in breed to work together that's interoperability and i think with frameworks like dbt in existence that's allowing for those tools to interoperate better than before and you're seeing you i think you'll see in the next couple of years interoperability as good as a bundled like a an all in one stack 
Yeah, uh, that'll be that'll be really cool if that happens. Uh, cool. Thanks, David. Uh, last question for you: What is the one piece of advice you have for companies that are just getting started on the data journey? Um, <laughs> I I think, especially if they're a B two C company, get your tracking right. Just start with your tracking. Get you know, put in a CDP. There's many like cheap or open source ones like uh, Rudderstack, Snowplow out there. Put that in right away. Put something into Governit like Avo, uh, and then get that piping to a data warehouse. Don't worry about what you have to do after that, but that's fine. Don't don't worry about making some complex data lake pipe to data warehouse stack. Just get it from your app to your to your to your um, data warehouse reliably, consistently, completely. That's just a fantastic starting point. And then even if you don't have the people to analyze that or the time to analyze it or get value from it. When you do finally get around to it, you've got this wealth of pretty good data to use later. Um, so I think that's one advice I'd give to, to a, a company starting on their data journey. And also if you are struggling, you know, and you, you know, maybe it's worth getting consultants in to help you. If, if you don't, if you don't feel like you've got the time or the focus to, to build a data team or to, to set things up properly, but you know, you need to pay, pay. I think it's, I think it's spend the equivalent money on consultants who will just get it done for you. And you'll get, you know, you'd be surprised, you'd probably be surprised at how much you get for, for your money because of how much building an internal team and how long it takes to scale costs. hundred um, percent. I'm totally with you on that, uh, on that, David. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for answering my questions sharing your insights. Uh, you have a great day, David. Thanks, Arpit. Evaluating data solutions, explore the modern data landscape on asterisk.com.